0: Good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning to the P40 Ministries podcast and happy Thanksgiving. It is so exciting to uh, have a guest on the podcast this morning with us to talk. Almost a little bit about the concept of Thanksgiving as we discuss Mark 11, verses 1 through 11. But this is Pastor Jonathan Schaefer, and he is from Grace Church in Middleburg Heights, Ohio. And Pastor Jonathan, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners of the P40 Ministries podcast this morning.
1: Yeah, first of all, happy Thanksgiving, Janet, to all of the listeners who are engaging with us today. Just so glad to uh, have this time together. So I'm happily married to my wife, Mary. We have five adult children and our first grandbaby. And I also have the privilege of being one of the pastors at Grace Church, which has two campuses, Middlebrook Heights and Olmstead Falls, beginning another campus uh, at a local prison here in the next few months. And so very glad to be with you. And I've been now at Grace Church for almost 24 years.
0: Wow, that's awesome to hear, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I happened to come across Pastor Jonathan's church because I was researching guests that I could have on the podcast, and I was looking for a pastor in the Cleveland area, which is nearby where I live, and his service, I listened to it, and I'm like, wow, that worship is really cool because I am an assistant worship leader, so that always gets me. (laughs) 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 And so I listened to the worship. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then Pastor Jonathan came up and he gave a message and I'm like, yeah, I would like to contact him and see if he can get on the podcast. And obviously he was available and um, I'm appreciative of his time and everything like that. So let's go ahead and start talking about Mark chapter 11 verses 1 through 11. As I always do, I'll be reading out the WEB version of the Bible this morning. But go ahead and read out of whatever version you prefer to read out of. Grab your cup of coffee with Pastor Jonathan and I and let's go ahead and start. When they came near to Jerusalem to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, "Go your way into the village that is opposite you. Immediately as you enter into it, you will find a young donkey tied on which no one has sat. Untie him and bring him. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs him, and immediately he will send him back here. They went away and found a young donkey tied at the door outside in the open street, and they untied him. Some of those who stood there asked him, what are you doing untying the young donkey? And they said to them, just as Jesus had said, and they let them go. They brought the young donkey to Jesus and threw their garments on it, and Jesus sat on it. Many spread their garments on the way, and others were cutting down branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. Those who went in front and those who followed cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that is coming in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus entered into the temple in Jerusalem. When he looked around at everything, it now being evening, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. So, Pastor Jonathan, what stood out to you the most regarding this portion of Scripture?
1: You know, Jen, I think what is, I always like to say is it's it's really important to get the context. And it comes just after this guy who's been blind, Bartimaeus, has called out, um, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. and And Jesus heals him. And just on the heels of that, they're coming into Jerusalem. This marks the third and final section of the Gospel of Mark. And, and the crowd sort of join in that recognition that we're going to, you know, we, that passage you read saying, Hosanna, you know, uh, and, and talking about the son of David. And so there's a recognition that Jesus, there's something different about him and it sets up really the climactic portion of Mark's gospel and all the gospels. And that is the very reason for which Jesus came.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We just discussed Bartimaeus and uh his statements to Jesus and everything like that, and how he cried out that Jesus was the son of David, yeah, which was another way of almost saying that he was the Messiah.
1: Exactly. And I I think in that sense of that, he was going to be the one he, that they they were all looking forward to this promise. And for the one who would be sent by God to restore the people uh, to what God had always, always originally intended. And so they, they rightly identified Jesus as as the Messiah, even if they don't understand fully and the leaders end up rejecting, they had this sense of something, there's something different about this person. And little do they know that it would change mm-hmm. the course of the world mm-hmm. and millions and billions of lives.
0: Mm-hmm. But back then they kind of thought that Jesus would be a political figure, didn't they? <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah, And not knowing that uh, that he has something that, to them, they thought that was the ultimate, but that he has something uh, so much greater um, in store for them. Yeah. And this was the beginning of the Passover, Jen, wasn't it? And so when the, he's coming in, he's going to be celebrating the Passover, but there would be a kind of Passover that they could never have expected that Jesus wouldn't be offering a lamb that was the kind of Passover sacrifice, that was it. he would actually be offering himself. Mm-hmm. But when they're saying, Hosanna, like save us, there's this sense of they're crying out for something, not realizing that God the Father has a much better answer than they could have ever anticipated.
0: Because Hosanna does in fact mean save, save. So yeah, they, that's very interesting. They are crying out to Jesus to save them without truly... I guess, recognizing what they're really asking for, I guess.
1: Yeah. And and going back to, you know, when uh, in the Old Testament, where they had that phrase in Psalm 118 uh, about Lord save us, that there was this sense of calling out for God. This was something that they would do. and, and, uh, And they had a sense that he was maybe royalty, that he was, even it ties into the donkey, you know, that. That a donkey, donkey that had never been used before, that was a sign of someone who was royalty or even divine. That um, the Old Testament talked about that. That when you had a donkey like that, something. This was a person who had great significance to the people.
0: Mm. So, how does this scripture tie into Thanksgiving Day? Do you think?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, on this day, when we say, Lord, what are we most thankful for? There's a lot of things that we can mention, you know, with family and health and, but those things can be taken away. But what Jesus would be coming to do and was, and they, they would see in those, in the days following is that this event would lead to Jesus offering himself as the Passover lamb and how the heavenly father would demonstrate how he can turn what looks to us like evil, he can turn that into good. He can turn tragedy into triumph. And Jen, I think mm. we all have broken us in our lives, but I think in this Thanksgiving day, first of all, to say, Jesus, thank you for being our Passover lamb, providing for our forgiveness, but also that, that sense of you can take even the challenging parts of 2021, and you can take what looks like evil to me and, and negative and bad, and you can turn that into good because certainly the father did that with the death of Jesus, that Mm. what appeared to be the greatest tragedy would become the greatest gift ever. And I think we can say, Lord, thank you for that today, that you loved us enough to send your only son, Jesus, that you came. You did for me what I can never do for myself. You made me right with my father in heaven, reconciled me to a family, and now I get to look forward to a big Thanksgiving, dinner in heaven one day, like the ultimate, right? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for saying that. And I love what you said about, um, you know, the year 2021. God can really take things that we think are terrible and turn them for good. Because you remember when we talked about Matthew and when Jesus died on the cross, I mean, the disciples were absolutely terrified. They were kind of in hiding for a few days. Yeah.
1: Yes. The worst coming true, wasn't it, Jen? That they they thought this is like he's going to reign over Israel, and then he dies, and they think were we conf- like were we completely deceived? What happened, not knowing that this was all part of the Father's plan? Yeah.
0: Yes, and I find that funny that you say that because we've we've been talking even in Mark about how how much Jesus is talking with the disciples about very openly that he is going to die, but it's just not computing for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. So then when, so then when Jesus actually dies, they're just like, what happened? We didn't, we didn't understand this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it is kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, uh, going back to the, the point was, you know, Jesus, I mean, God can take anything mm-hmm. like a cruddy year and, and turn it around for good. I mean, that's what he did for me in 2019 yeah. when I went through a terrible position, a a terrible job and all sorts of other cruddy things going on. And, you know, God turned all that awful stuff around for good for me. And he can do the same for anybody, I believe.
1: Yeah. And Jen, I think I'm sure for you in 2019, there was probably a sense of this is the worst. Like, I don't know how God could ever use that. Sometimes people are in the middle of like, maybe even right now on this Thanksgiving day, are in the middle of like, I don't see how God could ever use this for good. Like, that seems impossible. It's the worst. I lost one of my loved ones or something crashed in my life. And yet that sense of what, like for Jesus, actually dies. And it seemed like it was over, but God was able to resurrect. And, and with great power, he turned that into victory. And he can do the same thing for us today. Uh, and ultimately, even if we find that there's heartache, that we can say, this world is not my home. Like we're looking forward, even if our family is maybe has a brokenness today and we don't, it's not going to be quite the way we want it. There's going to be a day when we have that, that feast in heaven where it says Jesus himself will serve us. Can you imagine Jen, what that's going to be like hmm. to be together in this giant gathering, family reunion, where there's nobody is sideways with another. There's no gossip. Nobody makes a remark that you wish they liked there goes Uncle Joe again. That was terrible. We're all going to be completely sanctified and we're going to love perfectly. It's going and it's all possible because of this, you know, with Jesus in this passage, he comes and they recognize there's something different, but they didn't know he was coming to die. And a death that would change not only our life today, but our eternal destination.
0: Right. And so we we talked a little bit about the significance of the donkey, but I would love for you to reiterate that and talk a little bit more about why a donkey? Like, why did Jesus choose that animal to sit on?
1: Yeah, great question, Jen. Fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy, the prophet Zechariah and talking through this, so that Jesus doing this actually was a fulfillment of a promise. Now, I don't know about you, have you ever not ridden on a donkey, Jen?
0: I don't think I have. I've ridden on a camel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, or maybe a horse. And that probably a lot of our listeners as well would say, "Yeah, I've never been." But for people in that day, that was a very common like animal, and so um, it was a it was a fulfillment of a promise. And if a person was royalty, as I said earlier, considered divine, they were to use an unused donkey, and so that was key. And so Jesus sends his. Um, You know, followers to get this donkey. And and back in that day, in the first century, royal figures could have temporary use of someone's animal if needed. And so it wasn't really selfish or inappropriate for Jesus, if he truly was divine to say, and maybe he has set it up in advance with them to say, I'm going to send my followers and they're going to ask to borrow your donkey. And they said, hey, no problem. But, But royal figures could do that. They could use temporarily and then return back like happened in that day. That, uh, and so Jesus comes in on this donkey in fulfillment of of the promise through Zechariah, and it was just one more clue or connect the dots that he was somebody different and special, mm. that uh, is, he was indeed God, the son. Mm.
0: I never did understand why the uh, people would just let the disciples take the donkey, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: you think of today if someone came in and there was a military general or maybe the president of the united states and whoever and we'd say they come and they say hey we need a car for this parade you go hey you can have Mm -hmm. mine you know there's a sense of it's a special figure and and so you uh you do it uh for them yeah that would Um, be
0: cool because you get to see your car in the parade and (laughs) they're like yeah that's my car over there (laughs) (laughs) that's my (laughs) donkey. yeah yeah, exactly.
1: Can I mention a little comment here? Just about uh, when they use the word Hosanna. One other comment on that: that was sung uh, at Passover to help the people remember the Exodus from Egypt. And I'm sure, you've studied that when you were in the Book of Exodus, and but how the people were delivered in this mighty. And they'd always look back and say, "God, you brought us out of an impossible situation." Mm-hmm we were enslaved in Egypt, and you brought us through the Red Sea, and, and, and then the Passover with the blood on the doorpost, and the angel of death would pass over, and they would, Hosanna was a phrase that they would use and sing, uh, celebrating what God had done, and anticipating what he would do in the future, so when they're doing this here, and they're saying Hosanna, they were actually tying into that Passover theme, maybe in a way they didn't even know that Jesus would become our passover lamb the apostle paul says and that his blood applied to my life now the angel of death passes over my life and i don't experience judgment for my sin because his blood covers the blood of jesus my passover lamb covers my sin and so indeed even today on this thanksgiving day we can say hosanna lord you save you save and you save perfectly and forever and and so it's something we can call out today Hosanna! That Jesus has come for us, and He's going to come again. That's
0: awesome, yeah. And um, funny story, actually. So my church actually did communion this past Sunday. Yeah. And um, I don't like bread. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a bread fan. It never been a fan of it.
1: You do a donut instead, or uh, what did you do?
0: <laughs> Donuts would be good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we did the um, we did the the communion. On this past Sunday and I remember I'm, I'm sitting there chewing on this bread and I'm like oh oh this is so terrible I hate this I hate crackers I hate bread I hate all of it and you know you have to wait before they give you the juice to drink or the wine to drink afterward you have to wait and you know so I'm chewing on this bread I'm like oh this is so gross but then I'm thinking about it and I'm like this wine washes it all down Mm-hmm. Or this this juice washes it all down. It's yeah. almost like uh, the the blood, in a sense, not the blood, but the juice right. is a representation of the blood. Right. It, it it's just getting washed down. Like I don't know. I guess the significance mm-hmm. of that is kind of interesting. And I was yeah. thinking about that.
1: So much symbolism, Ben. And I think that sense of that Jesus just did not want us to forget. And when he said, I, "I want you to remember me." And so that even today, when we take the bread and if you like it or don't like it, and then the cup to say, I'm remembering really the whole passion event, Jesus coming into Jerusalem, being ridiculed and mocked and unjustly tried and then crucified in my place so that God mm-hmm. says, I'm going to put all of your sin on Jesus so that you can be made right with me. The second Corinthians 521 and and so, like you say, the blood, the representation, the symbol of it with the cup, uh, how he does, washes away yeah, all of the regret and the guilt and everything mm-hmm. negative in our lives.
0: Which is funny because, I mean, the bread even itself is a symbolization of what we did to Jesus, you know, tearing him, crushing him, everything else, and then it's washed down with that... Uh, representation yes. of the the blood. So thank you so much Pastor Jonathan for, you know, coming on this podcast and shining some light on to some of these things that were going on during this time when Jesus is just about to die and be resurrected on the on the third day and you know this is great. I mean, this is a awesome understanding even of Thanksgiving and how we can be thankful not just for our families and you know for the turkey we're eating, but for what jesus did for us when he came to jerusalem so many years ago and um you know we often think of this as an easter passage but it's definitely a thanksgiving passage as well
1: i was going to say martin luther back in the 1500s said we should live every day as though jesus died yesterday rose again today and he's coming again tomorrow that he would be that central so i agree with you every day including thanksgiving may be especially appropriate to say jesus would you be the center of my life?"
0: Thank you so much, Pastor Jonathan. That was awesome. And, you know, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about your church and this Christmas Eve service I hear about that you guys are going to be doing over there and let people know, uh, anybody who lives in the Cleveland area or in Parma, I believe, and uh, Strongsville, that um, Grace Church is around. And yeah, talk about uh, the Christmas Eve service and everything that Grace Church has to offer and where people can find your church. Yeah, for
1: sure. Sure. So we have two campuses. One is at 7393 Pearl Road in Middleburg. The other one at 6941 Columbia Road in Olmsted Falls. And Jenna, I like to say our church is a welcoming place for people at all different places on their spiritual journey. So some people are brand new, just investigating faith in Christ. Others have been Christians for a long time. Well, we want it to be a safe place for people to ask questions, to grow, to be able to say, This is a place where I can lock arms with others who are also in some sense wanting to understand and know Jesus better. And so we have lots of on ramps. We do adult classes, things for kids and youth and young adults. We have recovery groups every day of the week. And seven uh, affiliated counselors that meet with people. So lots of things happening. And uh, we just love to uh, welcome people who are going after Jesus. In terms of Christmas, we have a special uh, Christmas uh, worship gathering on the 12th, Sunday, the 12th, where we have a, a guest who has memorized numerous books, of the Bible. He'll be uh, dramatically reading some of the passages about Jesus and the prophecies. And then on December 24th, we have six Christmas Eve services at 1, 3, 5, and 7 p.m. at Middlebrook Heights and 3 and 5 p.m. at our Olmstead Falls campus. And, and we have a candlelight. It's very special. All the hymns, you know, being the carols, being a worship leader, how people love their tradition at Christmas time. And so we're looking forward to just highlighting who Jesus is and why he came. So if anybody, any of your listeners happen to come to Grace, I'd love to Uh, say hi to them. They can just pop uh, up to the front or wherever I'm at the door greeting people before or after. And if we can answer any questions, our website is gracecma.org.
0: And I will drop a link to that in the show notes of this podcast episode so you can navigate over there and take a look at Grace Church. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Happy Thanksgiving and God bless.